purpose, obedience, prayer. Girls, let's study the word, discover our purpose, remain in obedience, and fervently pray. Christian Girls Pop. Hey girl, welcome back to another episode of Christian Girls Pop. This week we are talking about being already loved. And the title of this podcast is Jesus Already Loves You. We're going to get into it. It's going to be good. I'm excited about it. Before we do anything else, let's pray. Jesus, thank you so much for another opportunity to share your word. God, I pray that everything I say is exactly what you want me to say. Nothing more, nothing less. I pray that this podcast blesses someone. I pray that we are encouraged, we are motivated, but we also are inspired and ready to apply it to our lives. So I thank you in advance for the lives that will be changed by hearing this message. We pray all these things in Jesus' name. Amen. This week, we are talking about being already loved. Last week, we talked about being loved and what that looks like to have and receive godly love. Now we talk about the reminder that we are already loved. We're going to go to Romans chapter 5, verse 8. And it says, But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. I'm going to read it one more time. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. But God shows his love for us in that while we were still sinners, Christ died for us. So that means before we even knew who he was, before we chose him, and while we were still in our sin, Christ loved us and Christ died for us. That is the main verse that we will be focusing on during this podcast because it sums up the idea that we are already loved. We don't have to earn it. We can't do anything to earn it. It was already there for us even before we chose it. Before we even knew it was a thing, it was already there. Christ's death for us was sacrificial. There is no greater love than his death. John fifteen thirteen tells us, it says, There's no greater love than this than a man who laid down his life for a friend. That's what Jesus did for us. Jesus laid down his life for us. There is no greater love than that. He showed his love for you by dying on the cross. That's the main verse. That sums up everything. I also have a song that I would like to read some of the lyrics from. The title of the song is called Out of Hiding. And it's by two different artists, by Ty Trivet or Stephanie Gretzinger. They both sing the same lyrics. And that is where I got the title of this podcast from, or this theme is from the idea that you're already loved. And you'll see what I mean by listening to the lyrics. So I'm going to read them, pay attention, meditate upon the words and see how they really can affect and transpire in our own lives. Come out of hiding. You're safe here with me. There's no need to cover what I already see. You've got your reasons, but I hold your peace. You've been on lockdown, but I hold the key. Because I've loved you before, you knew it was love. I saw it all, still I chose the cross. You were the one that I was thinking of when I rose from the grave. Now rid of the shackles, my victory is yours. I tore the veil for you to come close. There's no reason to stand at a distance anymore. You're already loved. That part of the song really sums up exactly what I wanted to talk about during this podcast. If you have never heard that song, I encourage you to check it out after you finish. Listen to my podcast. Don't cut me off to go listen to the song. Go listen afterwards. But I really would love for you to 
Meditate upon those words. Let them be sung over you as you remember that you are already loved. So let's really break down these lyrics and get into them. Obviously, these lyrics are not exactly scripture from the Bible, but these lyrics are based on the Bible, the resurrection, what Christ did for us, and they're based on Romans 5, 8, which is the verse that I read earlier. So what do we get from these lyrics? The first part, come out of hiding, you're safe here with me, there's no need to cover what I already see. One thing to get from those lyrics is that God sees us even when we're hiding. Let's go back to Adam and Eve. When Adam and Eve first sinned, when they ate of the fruit that God specifically told them not to eat, they realized that they had sinned. Their eyes were awakened to the idea of sin and they realized that they had sinned. So they decided to hide in the garden. I'm going to read the scripture. It's Genesis chapter 6 verse 8. It says, And they heard the sound of the Lord God walking in the garden in the cool of the day, and the man and his wife hid themselves from the presence of the Lord God among the trees of the garden. So from the very beginning, hiding has been our natural instinct. Since the very first humans were ever created, sin has caused us to hide. Sin separates us from God. Sin separates us in the sense that we don't want to have that relationship with him once we sin. We don't want to run to God. Instead, we run from him, attempting to hide. But as we keep reading in this passage of Adam and Eve, we see that God sees us even when we're hiding. So I read verse 8 when it says, They went and hid themselves from the presence of the Lord. Verse 9, But the Lord God called to the man and said to him, Where are you? And he said, I heard the sound of you in the garden, and I was afraid because I was naked and I hid myself. God saw him. And I've heard so many preachers say that God asked kind of like a dumb question. God knew where he was. God sees all. He knows all. He's sovereign above all. He sees everything. So he knew where they were, but he wanted them to know, hey, I know you're hiding. I want you to admit it yourself. You're hiding. Sin makes us hide. Sin also deceives us into thinking that we're no longer loved by God. And that is an absolute lie. So for anyone who has dealt with these thoughts recently of thinking that you've gone too far, you've done too much to be loved by God, I want to be the first to encourage you right now under the power of God that you are loved by him. I rebuke any chains of doubt, of worry, of shame, of guilt, of anything that has weighed you down to the point of running and hiding from God. I rebuke those chains right now in Jesus name and I declare that you will walk in freedom. You will walk in victory because you are already loved by him. Let's keep going. So the next part of the lyrics, it says, you've been on lockdown, but I hold the key. This is what sin does. It brings the shame, the guilt, the isolation. Isolation is a big one. That is what takes us away from the community, takes us away from church, takes us away from people that can speak life into us because we get so isolated. We think, oh, no, I can't go there anymore. I've sinned too much. Oh, no, I can't reach out to those people anymore. I've sinned too much. We begin to lock ourselves away from everything and everyone. But just as those lyrics says that God holds the key, God is the key to the way out. When Jesus died on the cross and resurrected three days later, he came out with all power and he said, I have a key to death, hell, and the grave. So God has the key. God can break those chains of shame, of guilt, of depression, of embarrassment, of whatever it is. The thing that we're running from, which is God, is the exact thing that we need to be running to. He has the key. He has the key to peace to victory, to joy, to the filling of the voids in your life. Whatever it is, God is 
the key. We should not run away from him. That is taking us further away from our blessing, our breakthrough, our healing, our restoration, our redemption. We have to run to the source, to the key, to where we know we can get our blessing. Going back to the lyrics, let's keep going. The next part says, because I've loved you before, you knew it was love. I saw it all. Still, I chose the cross. This ties back exactly to our main verse of scripture, which is Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Romans chapter 5, verse 8. Jesus knew exactly what he was signing up for as he was on that cross, and he did it anyway. He knew what he was doing while he was there. He knew he was taking on the sins of the entire world, yet he did it for you. He did it anyway. I saw it all. He said, I knew what sin was going to happen. I knew that you were going to disobey me. I knew you were going to try to run from me, but I still died for you. That is love like no other. And that shows you that you are already loved. The lyrics keep going and they say, you were the one that I was thinking of when I rose from the grave. Now rid of the shackles, my victory's yours. What he did for you while he lovingly thought of you grants you victory through him. Like I said earlier, Jesus resurrected with all power in his hands and he gives us that power. So we can be rid of the shackles as the lyrics say, we don't have to walk around in those chains anymore. God was thinking of us and he has given us the victory. The last part of the lyrics that I'm going to use for this podcast say, I tore the veil for you to come close. There's no reason to stand at a distance anymore. You're already loved. So I want to take time and really explain this part of the lyrics because once you understand what is happening, it makes the impact of what God did for us even stronger. So let's flip to Matthew chapter 27, verse 51. We're going to focus on the part of the veil being torn and what that represents. So in Matthew chapter 27, verse 51, it reads, And behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two from top to bottom, and the earth shook and the rocks were split. This happened right after Jesus officially died on the cross. The verse right before it says, the verse right before it says that Jesus yielded up his spirit. And then this verse happens. It says, and behold, the curtain of the temple was torn in two, was torn in two from top to bottom and the earth shook and the rocks were split. So the curtain of the temple was torn in two. You're probably asking, what does that mean? What does that have to do with anything? Why was that even mentioned in the crucifixion passage? This correlates to a part of the Old Testament that I want to explain just a little bit. So if you flip with me to Exodus chapter 26, verses 30 through 33, that will explain a little bit more about the curtain of the temple. I'm going to read it first and then we'll break it down. Chapter 26 of Exodus and we're starting in verse 30. It says, then you shall erect the tabernacle according to the plan for it that you were shown on the mountain. And you shall make a veil of blue and purple and scarlet yarns and fine twined linen. It shall be made with cherubim skillfully worked into it. And you shall hang it on four pillars of acacia overlaid with gold, with hooks of gold on four bases of silver. And you shall hang the veil from the clasp and bring the ark of the testimony in there within the veil. And the veil shall separate for you the holy place from the most holy. So what is this veil? So in the Old Testament, God's presence was not everywhere as it is now. God has provided us his Holy Spirit. Now Jesus lives within us. That was not the case for Old Testament. Old Testament, God's presence was in the Ark of the Covenant. 
which can be described as basically like a treasure chest. They would have to carry it around. God's presence was inside of that. And the Ark of the Covenant, as read in scripture here, was going to be taken into the holy place, the temple. So they had temples in the Old Testament, but not everyone could go in to experience God's presence. There were designated priests, designated leaders that were allowed into the temple. And the Ark of the Covenant was to be placed in the innermost part of the temple so a little bit more background there was three different courts to the temple there was the outer court the inner court and the holiest of holies so the holiest of holies which was the deepest most innermost part of the temple was where god's presence was hosted and not everyone could go in some people could go into the outer court even lesser people could go into the inner court but there were very very few people very few priests that could enter into the holiest of holies it was a very sacred area it was a very renowned area and it's not in this scripture but you can actually read in exodus about how the priest that did enter into the holiest of holies had to put bells on the bottom of their gowns in order for them to make noise when they walked and the significance of that was as they walked into the holiest of holies if god did not deem them worthy enough to be there they would immediately die in the temple so people would be outside the temple listening for the bells to make sure that the priests were still alive. That's how serious it was. And like I said, not everyone had that access. Not everyone had access to God's presence like we do now. So that's just how it used to be set up. That's how God had ordained his presence to be experienced. Jesus came and changed everything. He tore the veil and now there's no more distance. Now everyone can have access to God's presence if you desire it. And so the lyrics say, I tore the veil for you to come close. There's no reason to stand at a distance anymore. You don't have to stand outside the temple and wait for a priest to come back with a word for you or with an experience to share with you. You don't have to miss out on God's presence. It's there for you now so what now now that we know that we are already loved now that we know what jesus did for us now that we know that we have access to god what do we do with this you choose to approach god again i know you've sinned i know you've messed up i know you've made mistakes we all have and you'd be surprised the mistakes that have been made by the people that you look up to that you consider mentors leaders they all have made mistakes just as you have so you choose to approach god again we get to boldly access the throne Hebrews 4.16 says, Let us then with confidence draw near to the throne of grace, that we may receive mercy and find grace to help in time of need. We get to draw near to God, draw near to his throne with confidence. Because we are already loved, because we are his children, and because he has given us that access. So you choose to approach God again. You also get back up. You get back up. Don't keep wallowing in your mistakes. It's so easy to do that, but that's not what God wants for you. He doesn't want you to stay down and stay depressed and stay miserable because of mistakes and because of sin. He wants you to approach him, receive his love again, and enjoy his presence one more time. You also can affirm yourself daily and remind yourself that you are already loved. This is not just a passage of scripture to read. This is not just a Bible story. This is real life. You are already loved. So do what it takes to affirm yourself daily and remind yourself of that. Whether you write it on the mirror, whether you make a note card and put it somewhere where you'll see it every day, whether you set an alarm on your phone to go off and it can just say you're already loved. Remember, you're already loved. 
Whatever it takes to have that reminder. Don't let this truth just fall by the wayside. It has to be at the forefront of your mind so that you can continue to live a purposeful life for God. So many times when we forget God's love, when we forget what he's done for us, when we forget that he loves us so much, we tend to go back to the things of the world. We tend to just forget about all this quote unquote Christianity thing because it's not worth it. It's not going to work. I've done too much. I've messed up too much. And then we don't live the purposeful life that God has called us to. We don't receive the blessings that he has in store for us. We don't get to see all that he has prepared and planned for us because we choose to think that we're not loved. Don't listen to the lies that may pop in your head. You are already loved. Now that we're talking about things that we get to do, you also don't get to use this as an excuse to do whatever you want but you just use it as a gateway. Don't use it as an excuse, well, I'm already loved so I can do what I want. No, use it as a gateway straight to the Father. I'm already loved so I have access. I'm already loved so I have favor. I have grace. I have peace. I have joy. I have blessings abundantly poured out in my life. Use it as a gateway straight to the Father. And lastly, realize that you can't earn his love. It's freely given. There's nothing you can do to earn it. There's not a work good enough. There's not a deed good enough. There's not a check big enough to earn his love. It's freely given. So remember, you choose to approach God again. You boldly access the throne. You get back up. You affirm yourself daily of the truth that you are already loved and you realize that you can't earn his love. My friend, my sister, my girl, remember, Christ died for you. When he was on the cross, you were on his mind. Don't dismiss this truth. This truth changes everything. You can go on from this day forward knowing that you are already loved by the Father. Thanks so much for tuning in to this podcast. I pray that you were encouraged. I pray that this really spoke to someone who's struggling with with. I pray that this really spoke to someone who's struggling with the idea of being loved and being already loved by God. I pray that this was a sign you needed to be reminded that you are already loved. If you haven't already, you can join us on Facebook at Christian Girls Pop. And you can follow us on Instagram at Christian Girls Pop. Our website is ChristianGirlsPop.com. And our email is ChristianGirlsPop at gmail.com. You can send us any prayer requests, comments, anything you'd like to share with us. We also feature praise reports if you have any. So you can send them in to any of those platforms. If you're in the Houston area, we're hosting our next community event on March 28th at the skating rink so you can look us up on facebook or email us for so you can look us up on facebook instagram or email us for more information about the next event registration is only ten dollars i haven't announced it yet but the rate the fee has gone down to ten dollars a person instead of 20 so everybody has ten dollars you can make it work i want to see you there I know you can hustle up $10 by March 28th. So I want to see you in the place, in the rink with some skates. Oh, that kind of rhymes. Ha, ha, ha. If you want to uh, hear more of my bars I got to spit, come check out the next event. <laughs> I'll be there. Anyways, I pray that you have an amazing rest of your day. I pray that you keep this truth. at. I pray that you have an amazing rest of your day. I pray that you keep this at the forefront of your mind, that you're already loved. And I have a last minute announcement right before we go. 
If you've been listening to this podcast for a while, you know our you know my finishing tagline, but it is going to change slightly. So, my new tagline, Jesus already loves you so much. Don't you ever forget it. <laughs>